What's up guys? Welcome back. It's been a minute, but thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. I sat down and tried to record an episode over this weekend because this weekend was um, World Mental Health Day, October 10th. And I thought, hey, you know, what a great day to sit and record an episode specifically pertaining to mental health. Now, granted, I'm no expert, but, you know, everybody has their experiences and sharing them is the least we can do to try and heal each other. And I sat down and tried to record it. And by the time I stopped, I kind of just like blacked out and started word vomiting. And I went back to listen to it and I was like, this will never make sense. So I scrapped it and sat and thought about those things that I was, you know, rambling on about and tried to throw it together in a way that made a little bit more sense. So, obviously, you know, World Mental Health Day is, you know, it doesn't solve any problems. You know, we just kind of bring recognition to the fact that people struggle. And especially this year, I mean, the amount of struggling that is going on in our world, everywhere around us, everywhere we look, things are happening and people are hurting. And it's hard. And, you know, you hear these things, these words thrown around constantly nowadays, anxiety and depression. And it's, it's something that has sort of lost its impact in a way. Um, and I think that that's unfortunate, obviously, because these things can be serious. And I mean, they've impacted my life in, you know, life changing ways. So they're, they're important things to know about and to talk about, but you don't need that clinical diagnosis to work on yourself and to take care of yourself. So I, I obviously needed that push. And a lot of times the medical side is the best for when you just need that push. You need some advice and you need some expertise about how to manage this thunderstorm of emotions that you have going on inside of you because it can be really challenging. And a lot of times you just don't know where to start. I know that that's how it's been for me almost always ever since I've started, you know, struggling with PTSD, anxiety, and depression. When I came into the military, all these things sort of hit me and I didn't know how to manage them. I didn't know where to start. And eventually I found myself in mental health and started to begin the process of making sense of all this. So I think it's important to share because not everyone has gone through what you've been through. And so, you know, even people who have, maybe they haven't heard it from your point of view before, from your perspective. And that's where it's important to share with each other. So, you know, I sat and I thought about some of these things that I was mentioning in my rambles last night and recognize that one of the things I started doing was confronting what I'm scared of and kind of being my own devil's advocate. You know, a lot of times if you've ever felt anxiety and kind of fear and insecurity about something in the future, um, something that you can't really control, that anxiety is coming from fear. You are afraid of not knowing 
how this is going to play out. And it is scary. But you can prevent that spiral from dragging you down with it. And it takes work. It's a skill that you have to practice. And it's still incredibly difficult for me. But I started challenging myself to points where I would feel, you know, I'll, I'll wake up one morning and my, you know, little anxiety voice in my head is like, huh, I feel insecure about my relationship today. And uh, we're going to spiral out of control all day for it. And that's a very realistic fear for a lot of people. But is it reasonable to be afraid of it? And so when those days would happen for me, I would just kind of, you know, cater to it. And I'd stop and I'd go, okay, let's play out the hypotheticals. Let's play out this scenario. And I will bring myself and put myself in this reality of, okay, my relationship is over. How does that feel? What am I going to do? What's my life look like now? Am I living in the same place? Am I driving the same car? And am, am I working the same job? Am I friends with the same people? Do I live in the same state? I mean, all these things are things that I sat down and considered. And I thought this through. And it wasn't comfortable. Obviously, it didn't bring me any joy to sit and think about being um, separated from my significant other because I love him and that would be horrible. But I'm feeling this insecurity and why? I don't have any reason why, but let's see what it is that I'm so afraid of. So I sat and I challenged my reality in the most plausible way possible. And all of a sudden, I felt a little bit less scared. So you bring that uncertainty and that, you know, all those possibilities, bring them down to you. You know, kind of like, Tie the ribbons of those, all those balloons down a little bit tighter and really take a look at what it is that you're so afraid of. It can help you at least feel more in touch with what it is that you're feeling and why. Because if you're feeling insecure or anxious about a very realistic and possible situation, then bring it down to you. Look at it from a more head-on angle instead of feeling like it's totally out of your grasp. Take these things, put them into your perspective that's going to allow you to engage and to confront them fully. And you're going to recognize that you are in control. Your anxiety does not have to control you. Your depression does not have to control you. And I'm telling, I'm, it's ironic that I'm saying this, you know, for a podcast for other people to hear because this is what I needed to hear years ago. And it's what I should probably hear every day because I still struggle with my depression and my anxiety and my PTSD every single day. And I need to tell myself and hear myself say that it doesn't have to control you. That doesn't mean to invalidate what you're feeling. Recognize how you feel and acknowledge it and give it validation because that's what you need. But don't let it control you. I actually had this moment this morning where I woke up and just was anxious. I couldn't pinpoint why. Justin recognized it and asked, you know, is there any reason why? And I just didn't know. But I felt my world was just buzzing and I couldn't figure out why. 
So I sat down, just I closed my eyes and I told myself over and over silently, I'm in control of this. I'm in control of my mental health. I can make a choice to be affected by what I'm feeling or to not be affected. And obviously, you know, it didn't solve my problems. My, you know, anxiety hasn't disappeared magically, but I didn't get sucked into that spiral. And that felt good. You know, I didn't have to put pressure on myself to perform a certain way or to rise above it. I just had to acknowledge, you know, okay, I'm feeling a certain way, but that's it. You know, that's all there is to it. That's all there has to be to it. And I think that that's the thing that people start to lose track of because it's challenging to be faced with these horribly intense and overwhelming emotions and tell yourself you're in control because it feels anything but. But that's something you have to practice is that awareness that you are in control. Now, the second part of this is the need to recognize when you're not okay. And those are different things. So it's kind of, it's kind of like nutshelling one and then nutshelling the other. You, you tell yourself, you maintain that you are in control of your mental health. These emotions that you feel aren't in charge of you, but there are times when they're too overwhelming to handle. And that's when you have to admit to yourself and to the people around you that you're not okay, which is a very hard thing to do. That was the biggest thing last night, kind of going through this rambling stage that really tripped me up because it's hard even now because I'm still, there are still days that I have to tell myself that I'm not doing okay. And that's very emotional and very hard to do. It can feel like I am a failure. It can feel like I am, you know, not trying hard enough. It can feel like I don't care enough. And none of those things are true, but it just feels so intense and scary. And so over time, I've challenged myself again to admit those feelings, admit when I'm not doing okay. And it's easier in some situations than others, for sure. I feel really fortunate that my mental health care is taken care of. You know, as a military member, that was a enormous and probably life-saving benefit of my health care was that I have these resources available to me. I had sexual assault response coordinators. I had chaplains. I have therapists. I said I had counselors and I had my chain of command. I had this whole family that I had by extension and I had a support circle around me ready to rally and ready to take care of me. I just had to admit that I needed it. And that's hard, but I did it. So it's something that will always be hard. And it's not, you know, some some people aren't as fortunate to have that system like I did. So I feel blessed that I had that opportunity and that I was in the situation I was in because it probably prevented things from 
being a lot worse several times. So obviously your resources may be different, but the principle needs to stay the same. Admitting to yourself and to people around you that you're not okay is the most critical step you need to take to start to heal yourself. Because you can't help someone who doesn't know they need it. You can't help someone who thinks that they're fine, who thinks they don't need help. And that could be you. You could be the one who is insisting that you're fine, that you don't need any help. But somewhere deep down inside of you, you do. That could happen. And that's when you need to be able to be in touch with those hard feelings and those overwhelming things to look around you and say, you know what? No, I'm not okay. I need some help. And that doesn't mean that you're going to go, you know, get sent to some therapy clinic. It just means you need your community. We can't do anything without our community. By our evolution, we're a tribalistic species. We need each other. We rely on each other in tribes, in communities, in groups. I noticed between the first time I got sexually assaulted and I was, I mean, I buried that. I buried it so deep. I was in denial that anything had happened. I, I was haunted by it, but I told myself that I had nothing to be haunted by. And I totally ignored how badly I was hurting until I brought myself to therapy about three years after it happened. When I was assaulted a second time, I had gone through that phase of wanting to be in denial and be by myself and be alone that I knew how horrible it felt. And I knew, I was like, no, we're not doing this again. And I immediately was ready to go find my tribe and my community and just arm myself up with support in every direction. And that's what I did. And I've been able to handle the second time so much better because of the skills that I learned and the process that I went through. It hurt like hell the first time. It, I mean, it hurt like hell, no matter what. But it hurt like hell to do it alone. And I knew that it's still going to hurt really, really bad. But I don't have to do it by myself this time. And so I told myself, no, we're going to do it different. And sure enough, having that circle of support has already made that impact for me and helped me feel like I'm not incapacitated from this thing that happened again. So replace that trauma with whatever hardship it is that's facing you. Whatever it is that you're going through that makes you feel alone, broken, stuck, trapped, scared, insecure, anything. Replace that trauma with whatever's in your backpack, whatever it is that you are carrying, and confront it. Admit that you need some help when you need it. And keep yourself 
on top. Keep yourself afloat. You are always going to be in control. It will feel like the exact opposite a lot of times, but you are always going to be in control. No matter how hard it gets, no matter how much you feel like you're struggling, you will still be in control. And when you really feel like you're so weak that you can't be in control, that's what your tribe is for. So keep, the, keep that tribe around you. Arm yourself up with your support. And you are going to make it through whatever it is that you're facing. You will. I got this, um, one of these apps that, you know, notifies you with motivational quotes periodically throughout the day. And it sounds really corny, but it totally does kind of lift me up sometimes because occasionally I'll see a notification across my phone that says, you have made it through 100% of your worst days. You're undefeated. And it's true. You're still here. You're staying here. You will continue to be undefeated. You'll remain undefeated. That's a good record. Keep up that record. Everything you faced, you've conquered. And whatever it is you're facing now, or will face in the future, you'll conquer that as well. I know it's been a while, um, but it's been a crazy few weeks, and I will catch you up. But... I hope whatever it is that you got out of this episode was something you needed. And I hope y'all are taking good care of yourself and each other. I appreciate you guys for listening and I will talk to you soon.